What's up, everybody? It's Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook with football game plan here to talk to you about Isogenics. Isogenics is nutritional cleansing, which is a lifestyle upgrade. It's an easy to follow system that burns fat, supports body systems and promotes lean muscle growth. The solutions it provides are weight, wellness, performance, energy and health aging opportunities. Start now and transform your life by reaching out to health and prosperity coach Jim Paterno at jenrachelle at gmail.com. That's J-E-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. Or shoot her a text at 862-220-6611. She's also on Twitter at Coach. That's I-S-A-J-E-N-I-X coach. Isogenics, solutions to transform lives. And welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook, and you can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And as always, make sure to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at football at youtube.com slash football game plan. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, as you should, make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. In keeping with our 2018 NFL draft prospect interviews. Today, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach. We're going to talk to a guy that, you know, says he's going to maybe not go the NFL route or go the pro football route, but we love to get his perspective because I think he's a heck of a player, and that's Jai Franklin of Morgan State. Jai, I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I broadcasted maybe five of you guys' games over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. The, uh, last year, it was the uh, – the Morgan State Howard game that that was wild at, at you know in Baltimore, and then this past season it was yeah. a couple of you guys' games, man. And I always came away impressed with how good you were up front on the interior. And you started your career at Old Dominion, then you transferred over to to Morgan State. Let, let's backtrack a little yes. bit and, and talk to us about that process, um, going to ODU, and then decide you know what I'm gonna go to Morgan, and then starting from there. Well, really, uh, the whole process was. Um, I felt like at Old Dominion, I felt like I could have a better career somewhere else. You know, props to them for giving me a chance. You know, 18-year-old guy out of high school. You know, going into high school, I never thought I would have any offers. I ended up with a few. And, you know, I felt at the time, I felt they were the best look for me. You know, I'm, I appreciate them. Coach Wilder, Coach Kamish, they gave me a chance. Didn't work out in the end. You know, I left the fall of. 2014, so I played two seasons there, um, and it was a bit of a shell shock. You know, they gave me my release papers, and and I was worried. I didn't, I had, I didn't make any calls. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. So at this time, it's December 10th, and I called my head coach. I was like, Coach, uh, I decided to leave uh, Old Dominion. He said, Okay, um, do you have any place where you wanted to go? I was like, Coach, just find me a home. So, Lord willing, he found me a home within two days. He talked to, at the time, it was Coach Lee Hall. Those mm-hmm. two were boys. They knew each other from Maryland. They both played, played against each other in high school. And ever since then, I've been a Morgan Knight ever, ever since then. 
man. And it's, it's been a fun journey to watch you grow uh, as a player year over year. It, it, I found myself uh, doing the games this year like, man, I see you taking that elder statesman role on the on the team, kind of coaching guys up and, you know, making sure the next guys coming down the, down the line, you know, know what their assignments are or, or get coached up with technique. Did you feel yourself kind of being the, the – I don't want to say the old head. That's what we used to call it, but being the, that elder statesman on that defensive line this year? I, re- I actually really did feel like an old head, like an OG kind of because, <laughs> you know, we <laughs> – we had we had we had we had four guys that were seniors at the time before AJ got hurt, and then after AJ got hurt, it was only three of us. It was me, Tarad, Ramos, Tarad, and Ramos. So um, it was just I kind of felt like I had the most experience on the D line last year as well. So I kind of felt like I was an old head. Um, you know, I was much older than everybody else. Uh, it was it was kind of a weird experience for me because. <laughs> I've always kind of just been like one of the young guys, but you know, I I learned, I grew up. Well, I want to say I really grew up. I just accepted my role during training camp. You know, training camp we had a lot of guys playing. We had some older guys hurt. We had a lot of guys step up and had to take a spot that they weren't, you know, comfortable with. You know, eighteen year old guy playing Division One football. You know, and it. It was a learning experience. I, I learned a lot about myself and my leadership abilities. Uh, I was rewarded as captain before the first game versus Townsend, and that was a fun experience because I have never been captain at Wise at an all-star game, never. I've never even been considered for a captain. So to kind of see uh, that my leadership and maturity grow so much over my, over my career, that was a, that was a fun experience for me. And that Towson game was a good one, too, because that was a legit defensive slugfest between two outstanding fronts. And I remember getting a call after that game by a common opponent um, that was scouting that game. I'm not going to mention the team, the team, but he mm-hmm. said, listen, I was checking you all, you know, at the, the Towson-Morgan game, and that D-tackle for, for Morgan, man, that dude's a dog. You know, he, he he's a he's a monster. And I'm like, yeah, he he's legit good. And He's like, I-, I wish I had my hands on him. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> if you start coaching at the next level, maybe you can do that. But he he t- he touched on what I always saw in your game is the versatility that, you know, you could play multiple spots up front along the defensive line. You've done that uh, throughout the course of your time. What went into playing multiple spots? And, and what's the unique little nuances in being able to be uh, maybe a one, a nose, a shade, a three, or, or, or five across the board? Well, when you start playing all three positions, you kind of learn the tricks of the trade. You know what's going to work against a guard. You know what's going to work against a tackle. And to believe it or not, it's different when you're on the left side and the right side. You know, it's different little little old savvy veteran techniques that I personally have that I have used. And it doesn't take me as much energy as some of the younger guys do because they don't know no better. They just know but button press, but I have certain little, you know, tricks, you know, that I kind of pass them on, you know. You know, you give a, you give the old lineman a few, it's kind of like chess, you know. You give them one, two moves in a row, and that's all he's going to expect. Do you hit him with a changeup? So, you know, I as I grew older, and you know, I play, I've been playing D-line, D-N, no tackle. I played all three at Old Dominion as well, and uh, no, one of my teammates, he, uh, man, you got the eyes, 
and instincts of a DB and a linebacker. You just play D-line. So I always <laughs> kind of joked around my coaches like, you know, let me get a crack at that guy given the ability just to make a play whenever we needed it, whether it was a sack, TFO, touchdown, you know, you name it. I, I did it all. And you did it all at a high level, man. And and one thing that was impressive about Morgan and about your game in, in particular was, you know, despite not having the success on a scoreboard record-wise, your play didn't falter. Were you Did you find yourself having to, to galvanize a team and say, hey, man, listen, you know, I know it may not be going our way, but, you know, we still have to go out there and compete and play at a high level and don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, how we play represents you as a person. Yes. So um, during the beginning of the season, when we had that kind of three game scoreless streak, uh, the team was pretty down. Eli, the quarterback, he was pretty down. Um, But one thing I always told him, man, like none of these games matter. Of course, we would like to win, especially the Townsend game. But, you know, once we get to MEX, you're going to find yourself in a good situation. Um, it was a lot of times we were just unfocused and it was, we was never on the same, same level on all three levels, like uh, offense, maybe balling out defense, maybe struggling and special teams could be doing good or vice versa. Like we was never just on the same level at three stages of the game. And at, as you see, like we, we did our thing, like Bethune, Cookman, Eric Correll had like 250 yards. Menage Bailey, he balled out this year. Like he had six touchdowns. Like when we had when we had all of our ducks in a row and we could do what we had to do on three stages of the game. And I feel like we could have won a lot more games these past two years with Fred Ferrier. But like I said, it was just lack of focus, uh discipline on and off the field was probably our biggest flaw. When you, when you look at defensive line play, I, and I, I was a college running back, and I tend to take that position personally. And, you know, when people say things that may or may not be true, uh, let's say just may not be true or may be a myth about the position, and I have to go out there and try to teach them, like, no, this is what really matters. This is how you focus on it. What myths have you heard or seen out there about defensive line play that you want to kind of debunk right now? Um, A lot of people say the linemen are – we're pretty dumb, stupid. We don't know his defense. We kind of just big, brawly, nasty, big guys. But you know that's not that's not the case. You know we we're smart. We have to know all the coverages of the defense. We have to know what everybody else is doing besides ourselves. And we do make calls. You know we don't. You may not see our hands wowing in the air like a linebacker, but you know <laughs> amongst ourselves we make calls. And we also have to know the offensive formations as well because that's a big part of football. Yeah, people always don't understand the, the thinking part of it that goes into being successful, whether that's, you know, offense, defense, quarterback, outside linebacker, D-line. Everyone has a role. Everyone has a job. Everyone has studied all week long to to try to gain an advantage on, on the opponent. When you look at your time at Morgan and seeing – kind of seeing the transformation to where football is, has become important again on campus – how would you have? How would you say Morgan helped develop you as a player and also as a person? Well, one thing that was a big thing was a predominantly white institution to an HBCU. Now it's totally different scene, totally different kind of atmosphere. You know, when you when you get involved with 
um, highly successful black men that look at that look like you, or players, former players that look like you. You know, I feel like that's kind of like a big thing in our society, and I think now people are really starting to realize that, and it and it and it starts help bring bringing down those you know those barriers that we have in society. Like, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a guy who commits a Grambling State over Alabama and Auburn, and that made a lot of noise. So I feel like bringing down those barriers that we've had for so long, I feel like that's that's not only going to change us mentally in society, but it's also going to bring back the greatness of HBCU football. It's going to bring back more donors. There's going to be more donors. There's going to be more – it's going to be higher level of competition. We're going to have more televised games, not just on ESPN3 or ESPNU, but ESPN, you know, mm-hmm. like Fox. I feel like once we, you know, that's, that's kind of like, it makes me more woke in a sense that, okay, you know, you, know, you don't have to go to a PWI where there's 50,000 50, student enrollment to be successful. You can be successful at an 8,000 8, HBCU school and have the same results. Uh, as you can see, Brandon Parker and Darius Leonard, one of my boys, you know, they, they were at the NFL Combine, and they're going to get drafted this year. Yeah, and people sleep on the, the MEAC itself. I've seen it from a broadcast standpoint, like just watching the recruiting classes rolling, like, okay, the, these are – you start to see the classes, like, kick up a notch and, you know, the talent start to come in, and the coaching is great there. So I totally agree with you. And, you know, you're looking at yourself now, you're, you're – you know, you're finished up over there at Morgan, college graduate, former college athlete. What's next for you moving forward? Um, I'm, I'm actually thinking about going into coaching. Okay. Uh, I just haven't decided whether it's, you know, college or high school. It doesn't really matter to me because I feel like I can relate to both. You know, I feel like young coaches are good for players because – you know, when, you, when you're getting coached up by a 60, 70-year-old man, like, sometimes they forget, they, they lose that, that player connection that you have with your, with your players. That's why I feel like Antonio James from Morgan is going to be, like, one of the best coaches we got coming up because, like, he's 29, but he just, like, he connects with you so well. Like, he brings out your best attribute, and he's just one of those guys you just want to play for, like, you know, sometimes you have a seven-year-old man barking at you. He's like, oh, man, I ain't even trying to do these gassers. But, you know, when Coach James was like, yo, Alabama doing it, Auburn doing it, you might as well do it too. And then he just – he makes you see stuff differently. And, I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I loved playing for him last – two years ago. You know what, man? I think coaching is definitely – you're going to do a great job there because I saw you out there as a coach on the field teaching the young guys – growing your game so you found you you found a way to coach yourself um from within and then apply it out there on the field and and take coaching well also so i mean jai this has been fun man i, I finally get to talk to you uh senior games over the last two seasons and we wish you the best luck moving forward appreciate it oh and also keep an eye out for my man boomy rotimi he was both in the same recruiting class at old demand he was a walk-on he had no offers and now He's a walk-on, about to go into the NFL draft. Keep an eye out for him. Listen, he was at the Combine, and I wish I would have known that prior to talking to him. I would have mentioned that. But th- that that's that's cool because now you've seen it on both ends. You've seen uh, the hard work. you got a story that you could tell 
players that you're going to coach like, hey, this guy, you know, started from here, but look who he is now. And, and that can help motivate the next guy. And plus, it helps you know that, hey, you know, both you guys were on the same level and, you know, it, it you guys both were able to achieve goals and, and get to a point where you guys start in college. And, and I think that's just an awesome, you know, personal story you have and also a, a story of perseverance and, and, you know, what football really is all about. And I definitely will be keeping an eye on because now you said something. I remember I, I interviewed him at the combine and you were like, hey, man. That's my dude, and I, I was like, okay, if I would have known, prior, yeah, yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm keeping an eye out my for guy. Him. Most one of the most humble guys I've ever known, man. Like, he, it's crazy how much though. I wish I could describe all the work he used to put in mm-hmm. our freshman year. When I talk about counting calories to really change, like we all, you know, we had significant gains our freshman year. Like body wise, our body looked different, but he just stood out from everybody else, and I'm just so proud of him. Well, man, I'm proud of him, and I'm also proud of you, and, and definitely will be looking forward to seeing you on the sidelines. Hopefully, you're one of those energetic coaches that we can make fun of in the press box. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> All in God's will, man. Well, you keep doing your thing, man. We wish you the best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Same to you.